Hi, and welcome to this episode of The 10-Minute Leader. You are in for a treat in this interview with Priscilla McKinney. Priscilla is this just gem of an entrepreneur. She has made such an impact through the number of businesses that she leads. She's a podcaster. She just really is able to connect with others in a way that is unique and in a way that I've really appreciated getting to know her. So big highlight that you'll want to tune in for with Priscilla is when she talks about how her office building was burnt to the ground and how that helped shaped her as a leader. So stay tuned, enjoy this interview with her and let me know if you have any thoughts or questions. Hey everyone and welcome here to this episode of the 10 Minute Leader. I am so excited to have our guest today who I will give a quick introduction to, but for those of you who are listening, always remember that we have a lot of other episodes to listen to, but the biggest most important thing is how will you grow as a leader? That's really the question we like to ask when we do this. And I'm excited today to introduce to you Priscilla McKinney. She is the CEO and mama bird of Little Bird Marketing, as well as a number of other businesses. She is a serial entrepreneur. She hosts two different podcasts, one called Ponderings from the Perch, and the other is called Digital Transformation Success. I'll give Priscilla a chance to talk about those a little bit later. Little Bird Marketing is an award-winning agency that specializes in content marketing, lead generation, branding and design based out of Missouri, I think out of Missouri. She'll correct me if I'm wrong. When I've had conversations with Priscilla, it is just clear that she has this contagious energy for life. It's been a pleasure for me to speak to her, get to know her. She's gonna be a friend of mine for life, probably because of all of this that I've been getting to learn from her. Priscilla, welcome to the 10 Minute Leader. Did I mess up anything in introducing you or did it all click? Okay, excellent. Ever So that's good. Wonderful. It's good to have you on here and uh, to have you as a guest. Tell me a little bit about kind of First of all, just to give my listeners an insight into kind of all the different things that you juggle. I mean, Little Bird Marketing, a couple podcasts, a couple other companies. Kind of what's your story? Yeah, well, I'll try to make it super short. I have a degree in cultural anthropology, which naturally, of course, I put myself through school in the banking world, started moving up in finance, and then I ended up opening a credit card processing firm. I know none of this seems like it's all making sense. And then I was doing so much marketing consulting on the side that I got an opportunity to buy some leasehold improvements on a building and move into marketing. And really, it is just my absolute sweet spot. It's where I think cultural anthropology, where my sense of the high risk taking in entrepreneurship and just really my love of connecting just what seems to be unrelated things together and moving the needle for business. It just all comes together. It's just such a great intersection for me of humanity with business prowess. And then within that, I started another smaller company called Skylark Advertising and it actually is an indoor digital billboard system. So my other two companies, Relay, that is a credit card processing, and then Skylark, those kind of run in the background. But my day-to-day is a little bird marketing, and we're a group of over 15, we're, I don't know, 16 or 17 today, really honed in on creating lead generation and really positive movement in social influence for B2B customers. And so when you kind of narrow down your ideal person that you work with or kind of some of the key areas that you connect, like who would get the best value from connecting with Priscilla and, and the Little Bird team? Well, it's funny you ask because one of our specialties is persona development. So I know exactly who my ideal client persona is. We call her C-Suite Stacy. She is not the owner of the business because the owners find their babies far too precious and they don't give them over to you. But she is incredibly revenue minded. She treats the company's money like it's her own. She wants the success of the company in tandem with the success of her career. And she's somebody who is willing to experiment a little bit 
it, but she also needs to see real measurements. She needs to see KPIs. She needs to achieve goals. And that kind of very organized person who wants just a little breath of air to breathe or dream a little bit, but yet she still needs shit done. <laughs> that's our, that's our ideal client. Right. Nice. Okay, good. So, and I know that I have people like that, that are listening to this podcast. So if you are curious to find out more about Priscilla, definitely reach out to her. I'll give her a chance later to let you know how to do that. Part of this podcast, and one of the reasons why I really love this podcast and talking to leaders like yourself, Priscilla, is being able to hear a little bit about their journey. And I often find that leaders go through a little bit of going through the fire, being forged a little bit as leaders, right? These tough moments, and especially as entrepreneurs, they often experience something like that. I know, you know, maybe I'm digging too personal here, but I'm going to throw this question at you anyway, Priscilla. Have you had moments like that? Usually there's more than one, but where you just felt like that was the turning point in your development as a leader, your development as an entrepreneur, that if you went through it, you wouldn't be where you are today. Well, it is strange that you use the word forged through fire. Was there a particular reason you used that phrase? Not specifically around, I mean, just as a good metaphor, is there a... <laughs> so there's a story specific there. Specific <laughs> time? So three weeks, okay. three weeks after a F5 tornado hit Joplin here, Joplin, Missouri, uh, took out about 35% of our town in about 20 minutes. And so a tornado uh, 12 miles long and a mile wide. Three weeks after that, I stood on the sidewalk and watched my creative studio burn to the ground. So in that wow. fire, <laughs> yes, I was forged through that fire and galvanized to what I wanted to do. I actually had started, just started the firm, had probably only been in business about two years. And it was, I had bought leasehold improvements from somebody else. And so I'd kind of taken over someone else's baby. And when that fire mm. happened, it absolutely galvanized me to my own vision. And I changed the name of the company to Little Bird Marketing at that time and went for it. I got out of town and I just rethought, I completely reimagined what this could be and got started fresh. And so, yeah, that was an absolute turning point for me. But I will say that I don't think that some of those big events are often the ones that really mark us. And I love this quote from Anton Chekhov. He says, any idiot can face a crisis. It's the day-to-day -day that'll wear you out. And I find that to be incredibly true in leadership because I got to tell you, as painful and as horrific and everybody listening is like, has sympathy for me now and empathy if you've been through something like that, you know, but the thing is that wasn't my hardest thing because you're pushed so hard that you have to react. But I think what's tricky about real leadership is that this happens in small little decisions every day and they are just as hard. And in fact, I believe they're harder. They're harder to be awake and alive right now to the fact that I'm distracted when there's a problem going on, when I'm not being attentive to my leadership team, when I'm not being mindful of how I'm showing up in a room or what energy I'm bringing in. It's just all day long. And I think that, that just constant pressure of leadership is actually harder to do than that one, one really difficult moment in the fire. I love that answer. And I think it does relate really well to a lot of what leaders need to wrestle through, right? So for you, as you've been wrestling through that and kind of that day to day, what do you do to help yourself? Like, how are you set, like, what kind of strategies, techniques, what kind of ways do you make sure you make it through those? Well, first of all, my husband's a real anchor for me. And uh, he often reminds me that the degree of disorientation that I'm feeling in any given moment is equal to the amount of learning I'm about to come through. And so I think that's really important. I need to have that anchor. And I hope that people find it in somebody in their life because they need it. I also have anchors in my leadership team. Oh, man, but they, they really are wonderful. And they're people who 
care to go the distance with not just what you're saying, but what you're meaning to say. And that is so key when it comes to leadership and how hard business is. We've also all been through a trauma recently. I don't care how you come, you know, through the pandemic, but, you know, everybody has been traumatized. And so that leadership and that core and those anchors are so important around you. But what do I do in that? I think one of the big tenets here is that we are self-reflective. And so oftentimes when there's a problem here, for me, my leadership go-to is, do we have a system problem? First of all, is where did the system break down? Because if we have a problem somewhere, it's in the system, right? So what do we need to fix in the system? And then the other thing I ask myself is, what am I contributing to this? How am I a part of this problem? And I don't try and give myself a hard time. I see my value as a person very different from my role. I could completely suck it up and just be horrible in a role as a boss in the day, but that doesn't reflect on who I am and the value I am as a person. But I do need to look at how I failed as a boss. And I think that self-reflection is something I really try to show and I really want from other people as well. Well, I think that a big piece of just being a leader is that whole self-awareness factor, right? One of the kind of cliches these days, I don't know if it's a cliche yet, but it'll become one soon, is emotional intelligence, that phrase. But I think emotional intelligence often just rests as a first layer as to how do you understand yourself. And what I'm hearing from you is that, hey, if you can understand yourself, it actually allows you to lead and have more emotional intelligence with the people that are on your mm -hmm. team. I'm going to take that a step further to say, I'll tell you what I'm learning right now is that I can still get that right and things still don't go well. <laughs> and I have to separate that outcome from my intention and from my actions. And that's really hard to right. do because when you strive so hard to self-reflect and do the right thing by people, um, whether that's your clients or your family or your coworkers, or for me, my employees, you can have amazing intentions, but if they don't see that, or if they take it differently, you cannot control the outcome. And I am yeah. learning that very deeply right now. And I think it's not necessarily because of things are different or something happened. I think it's just, we come around in different leadership trials and leadership questions that we have for ourselves. And that's, what's emerging for me right now. Hmm. I love that. I love that. I'm going to change topic a little bit with you because it kind of, I think it relates to what we're talking about in regards to your team, but it, it takes it on a different angle. And I was looking at your Little Bird Marketing website and kind of seeing the team that you have there, at least shown on your website. And some of the uh, clients that I work with, one of the questions they have is, how do I lead younger people, right? Or how do I not just lead younger people, but how do I grow leaders who are in that younger generation? And while you have a you know pretty diverse group, you also have a bunch of young leaders within your team as well. When you hear a question around that, like, how do you develop these leaders? How do you engage with them? What do you think is important for entrepreneurs, business leaders out there to remember when they're working with their teams? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm not the expert here. I got to tell you, that's where I struggle the most. I really so much sure. in my own person want to develop young people, but I'm telling you, it is really hard. And I don't know if it's just really hard right now, or maybe I'm just not that good at it. One of the things that I'm mm. doing right now is that we identified a director on our team, an executive director who is better at it than I am. And I'm like, can you do this please? Mm. Because I have a heart for this, but it is not working well for me. <laughs> and I also live in a very rural area. Now, of course we have some remote work, but once you layer in hybrid, some of our teams remote, some in the office, I mean, the complication that ensues 
is just bonkers. And I wish in this podcast, I had an answer for you. Maybe the answer for other people is I'm struggling probably just as much as anybody else. And that maybe I can offer someone just, Hey, you're not alone, but we're trying to figure it out. No, and I think that's a good answer because I think sometimes exactly what you were mentioning earlier and what relates with a lot of leaders is a lot of leaders feel like no one else has this problem, right? No one else finds this hard. Why am I the only one that finds this hard? There's this value in recognizing that when we can connect and hear stories that other people are having, it helps us remember that, hey, we're not yeah, the only ones. Yeah. Everyone's wrestling through similar challenges and someone might have a better answer on this topic, but someone else might have a better answer on this topic and we can learn from each other, which is the beauty of having these kind yeah, of conversations. And, and, and to me, this is why we will be friends forever is that I'm not interested in trying to make myself out to be more a better leader than I am. I'm just, I am who I am and I'm trying to grow a company and we're a multi-million dollar company. That's no small feat. So that's taken me years and I started from nothing. So I have a lot of wins in there, but I don't necessarily feel that I have this need to win on every front at all times. Is that frustrating? Sure. <laughs> it's very frustrating, right. but I also have a lot of really big positive things happening at our place that a lot of other people are struggling with. So I just don't want to puff up any other particular area. There's a couple of areas where I super excel, but really bringing new people and young people into a fold and really helping them develop their careers is not one of my personal natural strengths. And so because of that, it's important to build a team and let other people do something that you're not good at. I love that honesty and transparency. I think that's a really key thing too, that leaders need to develop too, just being, Hey, just being authentic, being transparent. And so I definitely appreciate hearing that from you. Hey, thanks for watching this episode with Priscilla McKinney on the 10 minute leader. I hope you got some really valuable tidbits for your business growth and for your leadership growth. As always, if you have any questions around leadership development, reach out and let me know and make sure you tune in for the next episode of the 10 minute leader.